It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to the first episode of Pit Lane Parlay in 2022. I am your host, Mike Jokum. McBridge, Frenchie, and Hickey are all joining. We're going to talk about the famous IndyCar iceberg that made its... Infamous, maybe? <laughs> Infamous, famous, I don't know, whatever. From Reddit, uh, when was that? Right before Christmas or right after Christmas. So we're just going to ramble through some topics. If we knew them, if we don't know them educate each other on them if we do so i'll pick one first and then we'll just kind of ramble on from there so the one i all it's tier nine that we don't you're gonna start at the bottom <laughs> you gotta start at the top you're gonna start you're at the bottom down duh <laughs> oh hang on all right so we're gonna share this on our we're gonna share this on our social media again just to give you guys like a, a cue on what's going on here. But there's nine tiers. Tier one is like everybody's heard of it, and tier nine is like things nobody should have ever heard of. And it was up to you to determine what category of fandom you were in. Uh, yeah. So host wanting to go to the tier nine is a, is a yeah. move. I get to I get to go first. Go I, yeah. shoot your shot. Sebastian yeah, Vettel you and the secret champ car test. There's pretty much nothing online. I've never heard about this before until last week or the week before. Hickey, I know you had tweeted that you'd heard about it like a couple months ago or something along those lines. So curious as to what anybody's heard about it. And yeah, we'll just take it from there. Yeah, there's not a lot of info out there about it. He subbed in for Mario Haberfield, which I think was Conquest at the time. Uh, so in the yellow and red My Jack car. And yeah, he was, I, I don't know what the origins of it were or if it was going to lead to anything, but obviously we know what happened to him. Eventually he got to the Red Bull program and the rest is history. So I don't know if Frenchie or McBridge ever heard about that. I mean, I, like he said, I only heard about it like two, three months ago before this iceberg came out. It's kind of ironic because I just read over the kind of holiday break, Mark Weber's biography, and there's a lot about Vettel in there, but, um, all I know about his test is that it happened in 2003 and that it was Derek Walker's team. So he got to test for two, for two days was at it? Homestead. And I, that's all I know. It's more than everybody else. Red. <laughs> and I, that's, I, I, that's literally on Wikipedia. You can find that. This isn't some scientific research. It was just Wiki, simple Wikipedia. All right. Fair. Well, I'd heard about it before, but I had to check, make sure. So Wikipedia yeah. is where you go to do that. 
I'm gonna go up to I'm gonna go up to okay. tier one and just maybe pick one. And if you guys want to like educate people onto why it's on here, okay. go for it. Well, I have one in tier one that I do. I mean, I know most of them in tier one. There's one I actually don't know. Uh, but I'm gonna start with the US 500. Um, why why does that on the list? What's the significance behind that? I'm guessing that it just represented the split as the race at Michigan Speedway that replaced the 500. That started with a 18 car oh. crash or whatever under. Is that what that was called? Yeah. The green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the the US 500 because <laughs> they had two races at Michigan that year, and the first one was the Michigan 500. It was pretty um, forgettable. Yeah, it kind of was a. It was kind of a a bad look on carts with all of the experts and money they had in their league and the fact that their big race of the year got off to such a horrendous start. Uh, Jimmy Vassar ended up winning, but it was a boring race. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was just a, kind of a race of attrition and not a whole lot to remember. It was the first and only one, right? They didn't have a second US 500. Correct. And I think that's when, you know, obviously IRL had the Indy 500 and the Indy 500 despite being lackluster as far as names in 1996 was still a good race. And obviously we know how it ended with the Indy 500 prevailing and IRL prevailing. Curious for everybody out there listening. If anybody chose the U S 500 that day over the Indy 500, I've, I've seen a few people kind of comment that over the years, not many, but, and we're not going to, we're not going to out. We're not going to be like, Oh my God, look at, uh, Look at Cody Bray. He watched the US 500 instead, we're not, instead of we're the not, 500. We're not shaming? Well, if it's... <laughs> no, we don't slander. We if don't slander. Cody, like two years old at the time or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to say That's I wasn't true. three years old, but he me. was like two years old. Yeah, there, there's probably a... Somebody out there is actually younger than That's me. That's weird. I mean, Team Pit Lane member Christian Denevsky is like six years younger than you. I think. So I don't even know if he was alive for this race then. He might not have been. I yeah, can't I do the math three, in my head. But anyways, do you guys want to pick one? <laughs> what is okay, what is IndyCar Lost Media? What is it? Oh. Uh th- it's on tier one on the far right side. I I don't know. Well, I wonder I... if that is like Bob Jenkins and Robin Miller and such. Like Tom Carnegie, you know, like I, I don't yeah, know if that's see, what that like, means. Is that like, seems like it's too vague to be like. One I took it as like lost footage, wrong. like the. Oh. Like the, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's no like archives. Yeah, for you know, there. Because like outside of the Indy 500, can you find footage of a race from like the 40s? There's also that time that and some media one... got lost at a track, so it could be a lot of things. <laughs> Was that you guys? I'm gonna say, say don't we still do that? Nashville, Nashville, giving me hard flashbacks right now. That one time, Mike said, "I know where I'm going." Let's go to tier two, tier two, the average viewer category. So we just got out of the rookie category, average viewer category. Uh, Shannon or Frenchie, do you guys have one in there that you want to highlight or ask a question about? What is that virtual Indy 500 controversies? What is that? That was the pandemic uh, iRacing oh. pageant wrecking Lando and Frucci dumping Askew. Yeah, that was a particular low point <laughs> in the pit lane parlay world because we had to talk about oh, it. Oh, I didn't even consider that. And having this, having Lando bots come at Pagano and saying his career was over. 
We don't need to talk about Lando Norris. Don't fans this even week. bring him up. They are on. They are in rare form, and that is hard to say. <laughs> Hickey is feisty. He hasn't recorded in like three weeks because he wasn't feeling too well. So he's he's got a lot of pent up anger and <laughs> I. Yeah, this is yeah, that, that, is that one of the long term side <laughs> effects? It's a long term COVID. <laughs> Anger and rage. No, I just think Lando fans are Irritating. very annoying a lot of the times. Yes, and this this highlights it with his girlfriend's. That was at a point stuff, in the pandemic where I thought, oh my god, we're really talking about a video game and controversies in a video game. This is what my life has become. And then I questioned all of my life decisions. Yeah, that was. I think everyone questioned all their life decisions. <laughs> hey, it was on. A, it was on broadcasted though, so it was, it was fun. I don't know, Frenchie, you got one from the average viewer category. I feel like I could talk about every single one except what happened at the eighty-two start of the five hundred. I don't think I have anything off the top of my head that I know that happened at the start. Was that was that the was that the Coogan year? Oh, okay. If that was eighty-two, then okay, that makes sense. Where Kevin Kogan wrecked everybody. Yeah, I think that that's when Coogan wrecked the first okay. two guys, Foyt and Mario, maybe. Definitely uh, Foyt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I didn't realize that was that race. That's where the legend of Coogan, which was, isn't his last name spelled C O G A N. So the fact that Kogan got <laughs> elongated into many long O's is hilarious. I, I guess. I'm going to give you that one. There's a lot of controversies in this one. All right. Tier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the tier two is like the spicy one. Tier three, the IndyCar YouTuber. Ooh. That's oh how I got here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, wait. I do IndyCar videos on YouTube that get like 10 views. Does that yes. mean that's me? Nine of them are me <laughs> watching it on different devices. Oh, man. Aw. Just kidding. Oh, I appreciate Aww. you, Frenchie. Host, why don't you, or I guess anybody can just. I mean, I'll I'll jump in. There's two that stick out as that I don't know what they are. So the $6 ball bearing, I have no idea what that means. Okay, go ahead, Frenchie. I'm pretty sure that's the 87-500 where Mario dominated the whole thing, and then the ball bearing was the piece that let him down. Oh, yeah. Or it's, or it's the, what's it called? The turbine car. I don't remember which one it is actually. When I'm thinking about it, that the part let them down as they in '68, I guess it was or '67. Because yeah, Mario led like 170 out of the 180 laps right. until then. He had it in the bag. The other close. one is the race of two worlds. That's what I was I have gonna no ask. Idea. Yeah, what is that? I have no idea what where that's. Do you know Frenchie? No. Does anybody out there know? Please help us if you do. I'll give you a sticker. No, we won't. I don't know who Corey Whitehill is. Or Corey Witherill. Who is that? Corey Witherill is is the first uh, native, full-blooded Native American driver to qualify for the Indy 500. That's cool. I didn't know that. The Race of Two Worlds was an automobile race held at Monza in 1957 and again in uh, 1958. It was intended as an exhibition event allowing the USAC teams to compete directly against teams from the Formula One championship okay. in Europe. I've heard of that before, but I didn't know that's what it was called. And they competed on the banked Ulva at Monza, which had been completed in 1955. Due to the similarity of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the USAC teams ran the Indianapolis 500. The event was nicknamed the Monza. Shut up, that's so dumb. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> can, we, can we bring back the hashtag Monza this year? 
Yeah, when, when IndyCar races or F1 races at Monza, we yeah. don't bring oh back. Was the Indy 505, is that when they like red flagged it? And or what? Where I'm sorry, where is that? Oh, right in the middle. Oh, is that Jacques Villeneuve when he was two laps down? It's because he ended up completing 505 laps to win. Maybe I don't. Or 505 miles. Yeah, Villeneuve, the Indy 505. Yeah, thank you. Okay, that makes sense. Because yeah, because he got his stupid two lap down penalty. I don't. Is bump day like just misspelled as bum day? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, typo. Next, I don't know why. Why is tier four called Townsend yeah, Bell? That's Townsend Bell. <laughs> nothing against Townsend Bell. He just doesn't fit in the category name here. No, he should be higher up the tiers. He seems to know his stuff. He should be lower in the tiers then. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This. Oh yeah, that's this what I meant. This is my best category. Other than the 1971 Questor Grand Prix, that seems. Like <laughs> I, I thought Questor was like a um, blood thinner medication or something, but it's Crestor. I wa- apparently watched like too many medical commercials when I'm watching racing. I have no idea what that is. Right before they give you the 80 side effects and why you're gonna die. From Wait, can can I them. can we go totally off topic here? The medical commercials that say don't take this medicine be- if you're allergic to it, like who? Who sued a medical company to the point where you had to put that in there? How am I going to know before I take it, brah? Who sued McDonald's for not pointing out the fact that their coffee was hot? Uh, the 1971 Questor Grand Prix was a non-championship Formula One and Formula 5000 race in Ontario Motor Speedway at Ontario, Ontario Motor Speedway in California. Ooh, that sounds ja- cool. Look at this grid. Jackie Stewart, Jackie Ickitz, Graham Hill... Emerson Fittipaldi, Mario Andretti, Sam Posey, Ronnie Peterson, Foyt, mm-hmm. Al Unser, David Bobby Hobbs. Unser, Swede Savage, AJ Foyt, David Hobbs, Surtees. Surtees, <laughs> yeah, John Surtees, the classification Mario one, of True. course. Chris Amon, Denny Holm were also uh, there. Wow. Mario, Jackie yeah. Stewart, Denny Holm. Damn, that's a stack. Derek field. Bell. All right, well, respect. That's a really good field. I wish they would do some stuff like that nowadays. Uh, How cool is the name Pete Lovely? Shannon, anything from the Townsend Bell tier? Other than Driven being one of my sort of favorite movies. <laughs> do Big tell. Sly Stallone girl? No, I don't know why. I think it was probably one of the first racing movies that I saw that wasn't NASCAR related. And so it just stuck there as like good, but it's not. <laughs> Now I'm so committed to that that I just stay with it anyway. All right. Well, I'm looking at the Bob Jenkins tier now, which is tier five. And of course, the first thing that pops out to me is the Elio. I knew that right away. I could have called that one as soon as. Yeah. But I looked at it and I went, I'm like, all right, you know, skipping around here. I'm like, oh, Elio, Matt's going to bring that up first. Ooh, I didn't realize (laughs) they had. Oh. I didn't realize that Vegas was on here. Why you gotta be putting that on here? Yeah. yeah that's not necessary. Yeah, that's kind of one of those, like, as if everybody doesn't know about that. I mean, random people on the street can remember. Well, what happened with the safety truck at the Detroit GP in 91? You know, Frenchie. I see the look on your face. Frenchie's jumping out of his shoes right now. Remember when Mario Michael ran into the back of it? Yep. 
where it was like around a blind corner. Back in the back in the day when they yeah, back in the day when they didn't throw full yellows or local yellows to warn the drivers that there was a car off and a safety truck just kind of helped themselves to the racetrack and Mario and Michael both crashed oh, into the safety problem. truck. Yeah, it was not good and it changed the way they yeah. did things. There's I think the 91 Detroit race, I feel like IndyCar posted it on their YouTube channel not that long ago, so I went back and watched it and it's nuts. Yeah, and then there was the one at Toronto where Mario hit a stricken car on the side of the road one year and like almost launched himself into like the catch fencing. And I just look back at the old races where they just leave like broken down cars on the side of the road and don't clear them. And I kind of cringe pretty, pretty hard. The first IMS road course design. Is there something I'm missing other than when F1 was there? Are we talking pre F1? I think it's just saying when they decided to put in a road course on IMS property. Okay. I didn't know if there was like, because now we're at the point where it's not, things might not be as obvious. So I didn't know if there was something I might be missing not so obvious but i well there I were people who were not happy about it sure. you know the sanctity of do you guys know what happened at pocono in 81 it was crazy i i just learned about it recently i don't but go continue so uh a lot of the cart teams boycotted the event because obviously the cart and irl split had just happened in 79 i guess it was still pretty fresh and so USAC actually opened up the race for silver crown cars to compete. And so it was a two a two class race. Like there were USAC like indie cars and and uh silver crown cars racing in the same race in two different classes. What? That's I do insane. remember that. There's footage of it somewhere. It's I nuts. That was a good it's idea. So Can you imagine that now like Indie Pro 2000 and IndyCar at the, on the, in the oh, same race? Lord. Host, do you remember that time that I went on this huge rant because we saw that tweet where someone was requesting that the Indy 500 not only was North American drivers only, but that you would have like 100 entries, including the Indy Lights field would be in the Indy 500? And it's like... Yes. And it's like, I feel like if they did a race at Pocono with IndyCar and Indy Lights cars, that would be a horrible idea. Pocono's already a dumpster fire enough as it is with one class of cars. Yeah, we don't need to add fuel to that dumpster fire. Only one I want to comment on is IndyCars used to actually test at Daytona Road Course. Uh, one of the years was their preseason test, and they did all their like media and like preseason clips and posters with the Daytona backdrops in them, which was kind of weird. I think it was like oh seven or oh eight. Yeah, it was a weird time. This is one of the years they did all of their media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they've ever raced there in though, the fifties. But... I think once. Yeah. Way back when. All right, we're into the tier six, the Robin Miller tier. I'm really glad that Vitor Mira at the 2009 made in here somewhere because that was one of the best displays of driving I've ever seen. He's a good driver. First race at IMS was a balloon race. Did we know that? that? It's hot air balloons. So I guess I was a little confused as to the rationale for Alex Sinardi to be in here. Like, God bless him, and he's an amazing person, but why is he tier six? Do people not know who Alex Sinardi is? I mean, he was like a two-time champion. Yeah, I don't understand the purpose of having him included in there. Like, I'm happy. Uh, first off, I'm happy he's okay or out of the hospital. But I don't know other than his incident. There's nothing, like, mis- mysterious about him, at least that I know of. Do you guys know what his nickname was? I didn't know that Dale Earnhardt Sr. was supposed to be the Indy 500. 
the little pineapple. Wait, I'm sorry, what? That was given to him by uh, his little pineapple. It was given to him by Mo Nunn, but I don't really know exactly why it was given to him. What category we're on? Tier six. Yeah, I'm looking up this Dale, Dale Earnhardt Indy 500. Bobby Unser's turkey stories are pretty hilarious. Yeah, those are good. The 73 Indy 500. Anything Frenchy that comes to your mind? Because I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, it was one of the races where there were a lot of fatalities. Um, Swede Savage died in the 1973 oh, race, and that was one that was, I think, I want to say called early. And so that's why when John Cock, he won the 73 race, when he won the 82 race, it was kind of like redemption because he didn't really feel like he had gotten a chance to win the race legitimately. It was one of those races that was kind of always with an asterisk. Yeah, I'm looking up this Dale Earnhardt thing. He's Apparently he tested a car for the 1983 Indy 500. Did he really? A number 35 Wrangler car, but he never made it to qualifying because he crashed the car is the rumor. There and then someone replied, "There is no," or the IMS Museum on Reddit replied, "There is no record of Dale Senior practicing or testing an IndyCar at IMS or anywhere else." Kenny Schrader did practice an IndyCar at IMS in nineteen eighty three, but did not make it to qualify because he had an accident in practice. So I'm not sure there's actually any weight to that Dale Earnhardt rumor. Yeah, it's hard to. Eh, yeah, I'm not buying much into that one. But let me look here. I don't. I don't think there's anything left in this one. We can go on to number seven. There's one in number seven we're definitely going to skip, but I, I, I know a decent amount about it because I've read it a bunch. But the, do you guys know about Ganassi's secret wind tunnel? No, the first I heard about it was when you just said you're going to go to Pittsburgh. Okay. Together. Yeah, Frenchie, I feel like this might be something you know about. I've heard about their secret wind tunnel. But to be honest, I can't think of that much about it off the top of my head. And what do you want to know? Yeah, I anything. It's a secret. Everything. You can't tell those things. <laughs> okay, I feel like that's like a Fight Club, <laughs> Fight Club story right there. The secret when you can't talk. First rule about the secret wind tunnel is you can't talk, talk about the secret wind, wind tunnel. tunnel. I I know it's I know it's on a closed down stretch of highway somewhere near Pittsburgh. So. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. There's, there's plenty of articles online about it that I've read in the past. I would love to drive by it on my way out to Indy uh, in the near future. So I probably won't because I'll forget that. I'm surprised the Fittipaldi orange juice controversy made it this. <laughs> I feel like far that's like tier list. two. I feel like that's another kind of widely known one. 
Yeah. And then Caitlyn Jenner used to be an IndyCar reporter. Yeah. That yep. when I was watching those eighties races and she was on the screen, I'm like, what is going on here? Like that's kind of random out of left field. Yeah. She was good at yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, very knowledgeable. She used yeah, to race the Trans Am series. Yeah. Yeah, for really? Roush. She was racing Roush Mustangs. They, I think she won Sebring one year in like the GTO IMSA class in like late 80s. I wonder if she raced against Willie T. Yeah. No, there's an interesting story about them getting in a fight. Ooh, that was a very... <laughs> <laughs> Frank got very excited Go watch Uppity. Go watch Uppity. Willie T's documentary. Mm-hmm. It's they so talk good. about... Willie talks about fighting um, Scott Pruitt and Caitlyn Jenner when Caitlyn was uh-huh. Bruce. It does. It's so good. Didn't he fight David Hobbs? They were teammates and they did not get along. I don't know if they ever fought, though. Yeah, I told Mike once that there's a good documentary, but I think it made Willie seem like the greatest driver to ever exist. And like, yeah, he was probably a really good Trans Am driver. I just don't know how, like, if you was the great as great as the whole film made him out to be i mean it was his own documentary isn't that kind of how you like isn't that your point of a documentary it's good no like it was good to learn about like the story and whatnot but like i don't know i just question if he was the greatest thing to ever grace the train i mean you don't really get the chance unfortunately to prove yourself when you link up with uh some famous people like bill cosby and our buddy what's the fight promoter's name the guy used to promote mike tyson and all those guys larry king yeah larry don, king don, was don, like don, don king don king, king. Not, not larry, larry. King. yeah don king <laughs> <laughs> the old guy with the suspenders totally different <laughs> sorry sorry rest in peace though <laughs> yeah my bad yeah his uh his indie car adventures were subpar and that I, I would say that's more down to equipment but hey, one, i have one question oh i'm sorry i'm sorry what what happened with viceroy they were a sponsor for the parnelli jones team and i don't know what they did to ruin indycar that it says here i think there were some questions about didn't they have the interesting kind of viceroy didn't they have the weird like chassis design with like the kind of like strange arrow pieces on the sides that kind of went like in a v-shape up yes so maybe that's what they're talking about. To be in honest, 72, I don't know. I have a picture of it up right now. It's really ugly. I found something from Miller's mailbag from 2018. And the question was, I was reading about blah, 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 and came across something I didn't know. The article said that both Parnelli Jones and Dan Gurney had to shutter their racing teams in July of 75 for lack of money. Didn't Parnelli lose Viceroy at the end of 1975? What is the story behind this? And all Miller said, yep, that was the year Uncle Bobby and the Big Eagle won Indy. They ran out of money, so Unser ran the final couple races with Jerry O'Connell and the Sugar Ripe team. Viceroy bailed after four years. No backstory, just the way it was. There's backstory. Sorry, Robin. R.I.P. Yeah. But I'm sure there's more to that. There's, there's definitely backstory. All right, are we on tier eight now? Tier eight, the Donald Davidson tier. <laughs> Paul, Isn't Paul it really Tracy just like Paul Tracy versus the world at this point? <laughs> yeah. Paul Tracy versus the yeah. internet. Literally yeah. in all of my years of fandom, have I never considered somebody crashing into the scoring column? Not one time. I've never heard that talked about. That'd be... It's in that'd a... That'd be, I mean... It's obviously possible, but it'd be very difficult well, also, to do at that location the, of the track. Surrounded by a wall, <laughs> and 
And where you are, you can't really catch air because it's on the straightaway. Yeah, you'd have to be you'd have to be hooked very severely at that yeah. point of the straightaway to. But do then that. when we posted that, people were like, "Oh, we've I've always wondered that." And I'm like, Never "Yeah, that'd be horrible." It. <laughs> to be honest, when I when I saw when we decided we were going to talk about this, I was actually really curious, Shannon, what you were going to say about that one as the indie native. And I feel better now that you have never considered it because never once in all the years have I watched IMS stuff have I ever thought, oh my God, somebody's going to crash into that thing. Especially when you see it in person, you see it walled off and it's like a you know, foot or a couple feet back from the actual track surface too. So I just, maybe... It's not really back from the track surface, but it does have the, like, it has a wall around it, like a pit wall, you yeah, know, yeah, height. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, yeah. And isn't there like a support base before you actually get to like Yeah, the there screen? is, but that's really just as tall as the wall is, and then it goes up. Um, but again, like, it just, you would have to have air to hit the actual scoring pylon. And that. Yeah. Obviously, it would be devastating if it happened, but that would take a lot of physics <laughs> or not for that work. to work. <laughs> Yeah, John Herb. Hope you're having fun in prison. You, Wait. you sack of shit. Don't, oh. don't, you don't want to know. No, what I he did. did know what he did. I didn't know what you meant. Like, don't look it up. I'm like, why? Oh yeah, no, no that's a problem. No. <laughs> look up what prison he's in. I guess. If, if Randy Lanier, <laughs> host and Frenchie. You guys got anything on <laughs> Randy Lanier? For John those who Frenchie. don't know, there's a really good podcast if you want to know some more about randy lanier called up in smoke i think it's called or something like that (laughs) the miami herald did it like years ago and i think it's a six episode podcast and they interview randy and like it just goes through the whole story and so if you don't know go check that out but i i mean the guy is like living a happy life i mean he's been released um for you know all his marijuana trafficking and He's now just like kind of living a normal life, coaching drivers. I think. Can you imagine having Randy Lanier as your driver coach? I mean, he was talented. I'm not that saying he wasn't a lot of stuff. But when you write, like, when you start moving up the ranks, and you're like, "Oh, who's your driver coach?" Randy Lanier, and teams are like, "Ooh, hey, he served his time." I mean, at, from the criminologist of the group, I mean, if you serve your your sentence, and we don't even need to get into the debate of what kind of prison sentences you need for somebody who's trafficking marijuana, but he we've now time. turned into the legal podcast section of tonight <laughs> yeah you could get the person though like who's your driver coach Randy Lanier yeah hey let's Randy, go Randy Randy oh, gosh. 2022 is off to quite a start <laughs> oh, well you got hosts like imagine if your driver coach is Randy Lanier and then me or Frenchie's like imagine if your driver coach is Randy Lanier like hey if if Randy could help me on the Xbox, that would be greatly appreciated. I have a feeling Randy was unfortunately in prison when all video games were released. Most likely the case, yes. Okay, we can keep going here. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to tier nine. I feel like we should devote like a little bit of time to yes. each of these. Can we can we talk about the can we talk about the milk ad? This is my favorite one on this list. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's so cringy. <laughs> they took it down. You can't even watch it anymore. No, no. it is the video. Oh. You can find some still shots, but the video, like the commercial itself is, I mean, maybe you can find it, but when I looked, it was 
like video unavailable now. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's the best thing. It was, it's my favorite part of this list. So can you, so what, can you explain to those who don't know what the 2014 Indy 500 milk fetish ad is? Uh, that was also the year that American Horror Story came out. And that was, it was that topic or not topic, but uh, that was the theme of American Horror Story. Was that milk? Milk? No, <laughs> was the the <laughs> leather bound person? <laughs> I don't know. What you mean. Dominatrix? No, it was really the devil. Oh, is this the Joseph Newgarden? Yes, <laughs> where he's like crawling and then gets oh, in this like like dripping yeah, milk out of his creepy. mouth. Hang on, I'm gonna find that. See if you can, because I could not find it when I went to look it up again. It literally says video unavailable everywhere I looked. But you can find still shots of it. You can find the pictures. You just can't find the whole video. But it's it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's better for me because I think it's because it's Joseph Newgarden. It's something that you would never in a bajillion years expect Joseph Newgarden to be a part of. And then you see it. Do you remember when Newgarden did those YouTubes where like he'd just go up and start talking to like random fans and be like, what do you think about Joseph Newgarden? The indie, the incognito ones. Those are so, those are some of the best content you've ever. That's just, it was so. Fun. He's so good at being personable and like doing that stuff. They don't utilize him enough. He's like the next Hinch. After Hinch is going to the booth, he's the guy that they should really focus. Doesn't on Doesn't have to do it in a simp suit, but he can get everything else. Yeah, maybe not. Or bad, maybe but... you might get an entirely I new mean, demographic. True. Yeah. I think we should just probably move on at this point. The Dick Simon was D.B. Cooper. I had not, I didn't either, but I Googled it and I was like, all right, this is kind of interesting. Like, I see where they were coming from. I know nothing about it other than, I think it was Wikipedia or Autosport or something that I read one article on that was probably 10 years old at this point. But it was you know, I I like I'm really interested in the DB Cooper story, so I found that article very interesting. But I know nothing other than you know, D- uh, Dick Simon was a skier and skydiver, and pretty much could have, I guess, technically been DB Cooper. But I don't I don't know if I actually believe it. Frenchie, I feel like this is right up your alley. Yeah, I remember listening to the Dinner with Racers interview of Dick Simon, and I think they straight up asked him, like, are you D.B. Cooper? And he goes through <laughs> the whole thing of, like, well, I guess I could be, but, like, I wouldn't tell you even if I was. Whole thing. It's really funny to listen to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he has all the traits, and, I mean, the pictures of D.B. Cooper are very, I don't know what I would say. It could be anyone, almost. Like, they're not very accurate. Very general, so who knows if Dick Simon is DB Cooper? But if he is, that's even cooler. Yeah, sorry, I'm quite distracted. I did find this video and I'm watching it for the first time in like five, six years. Where did you find and it? And it is, I just uh, the official IMS race broadcast has the pre-race festivities in it. Oh, you're a so genius. That forward, is a genius. So if you fast forward to like the, if you go to like the 24th minute, oh god, the, like. <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm just going to call it like <laughs> Spider-Man 3, the Venom characters, like sucking milk out of the bathtub. Oh. Except it's... That's so weird. Joseph All right, I'm going to find a way to get this down. 
I'm gonna find a way to get this down to like a video that we can at least circulate amongst our friends. Mm, that's fantastic. Oh, that's I don't know if we're horrible. legally allowed allowed to do that since it's in the 500 coverage. Well, we're not legally allowed to we, tweet it, but yeah. Oh, fair, 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 fair. Yeah, yeah we no, can, we're not we gonna tweet. Tell this people. <laughs> we yeah, can, we can. We can point people in the right direction. We can point at people in the right direction, but we can't copy this or whatever. But oof. All right. Anyways. I was wondering why you looked so distracted for like the last two minutes. You had this like super serious look on your face that was slightly concerning as we were talking about DB Cooper. Like you like had some like secret information. No. Um, so we talked about Vettel. Did we talk about Mark Plord? We did not. We we talked about it beforehand. We didn't talk about it during. So who wants to talk about Mark Plord? Frenchie? I feel like this whole episode is just like we should have just named it Frenchie and then we can just come in after with some random facts <laughs> we can be funny and hickey can have the occasional bit of knowledge Frenchie and Frenchie has, has all, all of the knowledge. knowledge there's a lot to say about mark plord go on i mean he's a four-time champ car world series champion <laughs> do you want to explain that to people that don't understand i don't really know how to explain it because i, I as far as i know he's just like a guy who claimed that he's won like an insane amount of races and he just hasn't. Is it, so, isn't like a virtual racing league that he created, but he like raced against like Alex Zanardi and Greg Moore and all them, but then he won. It, no, it's like the Champ Car series was like it's it's like another series. I don't know if it's virtual, but like there's some series called Champ Car. Like they stole the name, and he's won that series, and so he markets himself as this guy who's won Champ Car titles right like he's sebastian bourdais and he's won four champ car titles but really he's won in this like low level grassroots racing series i think yeah there is a very grassroots level series called champ car that still runs and that is what he's talking about i actually do now that you've said that i do remember hearing about it sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen most likely all okay. right scientology church sponsoring indie car teams yes does anybody yeah. know anything about this? Yeah, of course. Why did why did I why did I, Frenchie go ahead? We're gonna we're gonna mute ourselves for the rest of the episode. I know that he there's I, there's a whole article I can send you and wrote and track about this because this was one of the questions I was going to do for trivia for you guys at one point, but then it never happened. Um, yeah, Elron Hubbard and everything. Like, there's a picture of Roberto Guerrero holding up Elron Hubbard's book. Like in front of a car that's just sponsored by Scientology. It's like his 80s STP indie car, like late 80s, 87, 88. And it's just him there doing that. Um, and it also, I guess, John Travolta is somehow involved with it at that point. Well, John Travolta is in and, Scientology. No, but he was involved even back at this time. So I have to read more about that. But it, it's they also sponsored a group... I guess a Group C Porsche 962 run by Kramer Racing that Mario and Michael raced. Why did you say Kramer Racing? And the first thing I thought of was the guy from Seinfeld. I think 2022 is off to a strange start right now because I'm clearly out of it. Last one was Tony Reddit's failed crash mystery. Don't have to spend too much time on it. Basically, there's a lot of unknown knowledge slash information about tony renna's fatal crash at the tire test at ims in 0302 but there's not a whole lot out there there's kind of bits and pieces but a lot of unknown information on that one anybody have anything else we can wrap up if not well ladies and gentlemen welcome to 2022 
this was our rant through the IndyCar iceberg. Thanks to user Brazilian H Evolution. <laughs> uh, for making this and everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.